Welcome to Goop Tales, a storytelling podcast for children, created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. I'm Maria Kalanchini, the founder and creator of Goop Tales. If you haven't already joined our raffle contest, this is one of your last chances to do so. All entries are due by September 19th. And all you have to do to enter is visit gooptales.com forward slash Halloween, and you can enter to win a 30-minute video call with me. And on this call, we are going to brainstorm ideas for your Goop name, where your Goop wants to go, what items your Goop is gonna carry, what your Goop is wearing, and a poem about your Goop. And then I am going to write that Goop story and it is going to go live on our Halloween special. And you, of course, are going to get full credit for coming up with this Goop idea. So I cannot wait to meet you, winner of the Halloween contest. Please go and enter at gooptales.com forward slash Halloween. It's free to join and it only takes about two minutes. Okay, let's get into the story. Today's story is episode 96, Bukatashi and the Fog Dragon of Bhutan. So firstly, I want to thank Nina for the idea of Bukatashi. Nina, I have heard so many amazing ideas from you. You've written me in quite a few very creative goop dames. And This is the first one I'm turning into a story. So I'm very excited to tell you that. And I'm even more excited to say that it's Bukatashi. I love the name Bukatashi. I love the way it sounds. I love how creative it is. And thank you, Nina, for thinking that up. And so Nina wrote in and she says, Hi, this is for Nina Bazel. She she had an idea for a name, uh, Bukatashi. She loves books. And what else? And she carries um, this hula hoop. Uh, Sorry, um, this book, not hula hoop, sorry. A young, and it's a magic book that she she likes to read every time she feels scared. I'll turn it off. Okay, thank you. Well, that gave me a lot to go on, and I took Bukatashi on a trip to Bhutan in Bukatashi and the Fog Dragon of Bhutan. Now in the last Goop tale, we met, I don't know, a carefree Goop who doesn't have a worry in the world, but on the night of a full moon, he entered an eerie house in Goop World 
and was whisked away to the Basilica Cistern below Istanbul. There, he came across a friendly carp named Sazan, who warned him about the stone medusas deep in the basilica. Adarno was a bit overwhelmed and wandered right over to a medusa. Luckily, Cezanne was there to help him escape into a secret tunnel, which led him right back to his bedroom. He was so excited to tell his friend Bukatashi about his time in the Basilica Cistern, but she was looking for a hidden book in Bhutan. Keep listening to find out how she got there and what she'll have to do to get back to Goop World. Tales, episode 96, Bukatashi and the Fog Dragon of Bhutan. Bukatashi was full of wonder and delight. And on top of that, she was so very bright. What she loved most was to read while lying on her bed. Most certainly of all the goops, She was the most well-read. There was almost nothing she wouldn't read. But when lost in a book, she was lost indeed. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very curious and charming goop girl named Bukatashi. She was aptly named as she loved nothing more than to read a good book. Books were the equivalent of magic for Bukatashi. She knew that all she had to do was open the first page of a riveting book and an otherworldly adventure would await her. Ooh, fabulous! Bukatashi had a huge library in her bedroom that was built especially for her. One wall of her room was lined with two enormous cherry wood bookshelves that met in the middle, joined by an intricate carved panel with a twisting vine design. Every shelf was full of books arranged by genre. There were worldly adventures, geography, fantasy, fairy tales, picture books, biographies, and many more. One of Bukatashi's greatest joys was acquiring a new book and then finding a spot for it on her prized bookshelf. She would study the cover of the book and think about the subject. Then, she would run her hand across the rows and rows of books until it stopped. Wherever her hand landed was the right spot for the new book, and she would pop it in where it would nestle amongst other books of its genre. Whenever she was near her bookshelf, Bukatashi could feel a strong pull Every book contained a story, and every story had a certain energy. The book 
looks were contagious. In her heart, Bukitashi knew that her books had a secret life all their own, and she considered them as her dearest friends, knowing they would always be there for her whenever she needed an adventure, an escape, or a safe place. Bukatashi had a well-worn book of magic that had been handed down through generations in her family. There was nothing she loved more than this book, and she carried it with her everywhere. Although she never fully understood the spells in the book, it brought her great comfort to have it with her. Her father had told her that her great-great-grandfather had a bit of wizardry in him, and that he had used that book time after time and had gone on many great adventures and gotten out of challenging situations, all with the help of the magic book. Bukatashi was very intrigued by this story and her great-great-grandfather's use of the magic book. She always packed the magic book in with all the rest of her school books whenever she attended school. If ever she found herself bored in Miss Wigglebutt's class, she would pull out her book of magic and gaze into it. One day during Miss Wigglebutt's class, Bukatashi was intently reading a spell about how to cure boredom. Take a sprinkle of creativity, a dash of focus, one eye open and one eye shut, a wave of the left hand. As Bukatashi quietly murmured the spell to herself, she began to enact it until she was abruptly interrupted by Miss Wigglebutt, who said, Bukatashi, whatever are you doing? Waving your hand about with your eyes shut? Please stay focused here with the class. Perhaps I am boring you? Upon hearing this, Party Pooper, who was sitting next to Bukatashi, burst out <laughs> laughing. And then he nudged her. I think you need to stop, he whispered. Bukatashi immediately jolted out of her spell enactment and said, Boring me? Why never? I'm under your spell, Miss Wigglebutt. And she said it so sincerely and sweetly that Miss Wigglebutt blushed and continued her lesson. Then, Bukatashi nudged Party Pooper and they both suppressed a giggle. <laughs> right after class, Bukatashi told Party Pooper all about the boredom spell that she was trying during class. I don't think that will work, he immediately responded as he blew his party pooper horn. Well, let's go and give it a try, said Bukatashi. The two of them went to Bukatashi's house and straight up to her room, where party pooper admired her bookshelf. Even I have to say, this bookshelf is pretty impressive, Bukatashi. She beamed back in delight. Look, said Bukatashi, as she began to show him how the books were organized by genre. As she ran her hand over a red leather book that she hadn't seen in a very long time, she pulled it down from the shelf 
and opened it and began flipping through. Bukatashi, I thought you were going to show me the boredom spell, said Party Pooper, a bit impatient. He didn't like it when Bukatashi became so engrossed in her books that she forgot about everything and everyone else. Bukatashi continued flipping the pages of the red leather map book that she had pulled from the adventure section of her bookshelf when she noticed that one of the pages with a map of Bhutan had a tear out of it. She looked up at her bookshelf and saw the torn piece of paper poking out. As she reached to pull it, the carved vine panel slowly began to move and the entire bookshelf opened up to a black void. Bukitashi was sucked in and the panel slammed closed with a bang as Party Pooper watched, speechless. Chapter Two Everything was dark and spinning. Bukitashi was sure that this was what the inside of a washing machine felt like. Tumbling, tumbling over and over until finally it stopped. When it did, Bukitashi felt the soft, cool earth beneath her. She pressed her hands to the ground to stop her head from spinning. And then ever so slowly, she opened her eyes. Wherever she was, it was not Goop World. Standing up, Bukatashi took a look around. Green was everywhere. Green hills, green bushes, green mountains in the distance. She began to wander And as she did, she thought about her book of magic, which she gripped firmly in her hand. She wondered if she had actually cast a spell that worked. There were so many times that Bukatashi had tried spells from her book of magic, saying them over and over again, and nothing ever seemed to happen. But maybe, just maybe, she thought to herself with a smile. Her spell for boredom had actually worked. And here she was alone in a strange land. This was an equally exciting and scary thought. Bukatashi immediately stopped walking, sat down and opened up her book of magic. She turned page after page until she found the spell for boredom, and then she read it aloud, reenacting it again. Take a sprinkle of creativity, a dash of focus, one eye open, and one eye shut, a wave of the left hand. At the end, she did a little twirl of delight. As her twirl ended, she saw a red and white face popping out of the greenery. It was quite possibly the sweetest face that Bukatashi had ever seen. 
and all she felt was wonder. Taking a few steps closer, Bukatashi saw that she was looking at a small red panda. Her entire face lit up as she carefully approached the small bear who radiated back at her. Bukatashi knew all about the red panda from the books that she had read, and she knew it was an endangered species. She also knew that the red panda lived in Bhutan. Throwing her hands to her head, Bukatashi cried out, I've done it! I've cast a successful spell! Then she thought about her map book and the torn map of Bhutan. I'm in Bhutan! The red panda looked at her curiously and gave a small nod. Then he motioned for Bukatashi to follow him. Clutching her magic book, Bukatashi followed behind as the little red panda led her through the very green, very cool forest without making a sound. He took her up a large hill and stopped at the top as he motioned to the valley in front of them. It was enormous and vast and beautiful. And creeping through it was a white, thick, and misty fog. There was a massive wall of white on the other side of the valley that was slowly forming a snake-like shape that crept towards them. It's beautiful, this valley, exclaimed Bukatashi. And the little red panda nodded in agreement, but there was an urgency in his eyes. He looked back at the valley and motioned to it again. What is it? asked Bukatashi, sensing she was missing something. She looked at the valley, and for just a moment, she was sure that she saw the shape of a dragon in the twisting fog. A dragon with a long, winding body, a pointed tail, and a fierce, open mouth. A dragon, she murmured. I, I think I see a dragon in that fog. The little red panda frantically nodded his head, confirming her thoughts. What, what are you telling me? asked a tense Bukatashi. Normally, she wouldn't feel tense and agitated upon seeing dragon-shaped fog, but the energy she was getting from the red panda was telling her there was something to be worried about. The red panda looked at her with pleading eyes, and then he grabbed a small stick and began to scratch out symbols in the dirt. He quickly moved his tiny stick, drawing pictures, telling a story, until finally, Bukatashi said, You are saying that there really is a fog dragon coming through the valley for me and my book of magic? The, the same fog dragon that silenced you with a spell? A spell that he cast upon you just because you dared to make noise in these mountains with laughs of joy? And if I am right, this fog dragon can only come when it's cool and damp outside. And that's 
now, said Bukatashi, with a tone of panic in her voice. Chapter 3 The Red Panda frantically nodded his head up and down as he listened to Bukatashi. She had understood everything he was trying to tell her. So I'm right, asked Bukatashi as she gripped her book of magic with both hands. The Red Panda nodded. Bukatashi thought for a moment and then she said, What is your name? The red panda wrote out C-H-A-I in the dirt. Chai, said Bukatashi as she read the name. It reminds me of tea. My name is Bukatashi. Chai nodded and looked at her. Then he pointed towards the fog dragon. It was moving closer. What can we do, Chai? Where can we go? Chai began to write in the dirt again. He quickly wrote out symbols and drew pictures as Bukatashi took it all in. She was able to decipher his message pretty quickly, thanks to all the literary references she put together. Let me see if I have this right. We need to go to a place called the Tiger's Nest Monastery. There's a library in the bottom of the monastery. And in that library, we can find an ancient book? A book that contains spells? A spell that will bring back your voice? And a spell that will stop the fog dragon from ever coming after you again? And a spell that will get me back home safely? She said with excitement as she looked at Chai. Chai nodded his head up and down. Then he glanced up at the fog dragon, who was silently creeping his way through the valley, straight towards Bukatashi and Chai. Okay, where's the tiger's nest? asked Bukatashi. She followed Chai's paw as he pointed west towards a beautiful multi-layered building nestled into a mountain of rock hanging on a cliff high above a valley. Tiger's nest, wrote Chai in the dirt. Bukatashi stared at the monastery far off in the distance and found herself paralyzed. She had no idea how she would ever make it there. It was so far up the mountain and all the way across a vast valley it may as well have been on another planet. How, how are we going to get there? She said in desperation. Chai motioned for her to follow him, and she did. He moved quickly through the green shrubbery and the trees stopping from time to time to make sure that Bukatashi was keeping up with him. Once they had gone on for some time, he stopped at the foot of a very tall tree He knew that Bukatashi was growing wary. I'm sorry, you're so much faster than I am. It's hard for me to keep up, 
said Bukatashi. Chai gave her a little pat on the shoulder, as if to say, it's okay. As Bukatashi sat down to rest, she spotted a bow and arrow laying on the ground beside her. Chai, look, she said excitedly. Chai looked over and his eyes widened. He scribbled something in the dirt and Bukatashi quickly leaned over to see it. You want me to take the bow and arrow? It's a symbol of support and a token of help from your family? said Bukatashi in disbelief. Chai nodded and scribbled some more. No one in your family can break the spell put on you? So they want me to do it? continued Bukatashi as she deciphered the symbols. Chai nodded and smiled again. Oh, Chai, it would be my honor to break your spell, said Bukatashi as she smiled up at him. Then she picked up the bow and arrow and carefully placed them between the pages in her book of magic. I don't know what to do with these, but I suppose I will when the time comes, she said. Chai nodded enthusiastically. Then he motioned for her to stay put as he climbed up the tree in front of them. He was only gone for less than a minute. But when he came down, Chai was buzzing with energy and he began to write in the dirt again at a furious pace. Bukatashi watched, taking in everything. And as she did, her smile turned into a frown of concern. It's growing colder and the fog dragon is moving much faster than you thought? He will be here within minutes? She asked as she looked at Chai with terror in her eyes. Chapter 4 Chai nodded quickly and grabbed Bukatashi's hand as he led her over to the base of a very tall tree and motioned for her to climb. You want me to climb? Okay, she said in a puzzled tone as she started to climb the tree. Chai was right behind her, practically pushing her up the tree urging her to go faster and higher. Why so high? asked Bukatashi. But Chai just kept on pushing her from below, and up she went. Finally, when she could go no higher, Bukatashi looked down, and as she did, she stared wide-eyed. Bukatashi and Chai had made their way to the tallest branch on the tree just in time. Beneath them, creeping around the base of the tree, was the fog dragon. Thick and silent, the fog wrapped its whiteness all around the trunk of the tree as it slid through the forest like a giant white snake. You would never know it was there until it was too late. Bukatashi could hardly breathe. Chai just looked at her with wide eyes. Then he pointed in the direction of the magnificent tiger's nest. 
Fukitashi looked at the Tiger's Nest Monastery, wondering how they would ever make it there without being swallowed by the fog dragon. Chai waved his paw in the air, making a motion, and within a minute, a large black crow swept down and picked up Chai and Bukatashi, one in each claw. The crow flew them over the sweeping valley and up the cliffside to the tiger's nest, where he deposited them in front of the monastery door. Bukatashi smiled and looked at Chai as she said, Let the magic begin. And the two of them headed into the library. Standing in the library was a magnificent wood table with carvings on its legs. In the middle of the table lay one very large leather-bound book that was open. Bukatashi and Chai quickly hopped up on the table and looked down at the book. It was open to a spell named Speak. This must be it, the spell to get your voice back, said Bukatashi excitedly as she looked at Chai. He nodded and looked down to read the book. Three times around you will go, and then you will look in the direction of the crow. When that is done, a book you will take and drop it without a break. From there you will speak, but it will start with a squeak. Bukatashi read the spell aloud and then looked at Chai. You must do it. We have no time to waste. Chai stood up on the table and began to spin around as Bukatashi counted. One, two, three. When he was finished, she said, Where's the crow? Chai looked out a window and pointed to the crow's nest in a tree clinging to a rock right outside the library. Bukatashi read the next line. Drop a book. She knew she couldn't even lift the enormous book they were reading. So she held up her book of magic and released her hands. It immediately fell to the table and flipped open as the bow and arrow slid out. said a squeaky voice. She looked up to see Chai beaming. He had made his first noise since the spell of silence had been cast on him, even if it was a squeak. He opened his mouth again and let out another squeaking sound. Progress, said Bukatashi excitedly. They both looked over towards the window at the crow's nest. And this time they saw the tip of a long white trail of fog moving in. It's him. He's coming. We have to find the next spell, said Bukatashi. Chai squeaked again. And this time he pointed down towards her book of magic that had fallen open to a spell called Vanish. Look it straight in the eye to make it stop. Let there be silence in which a pin could drop. Then shoot that arrow with its bow straight 
through your vanishing foe, read Bokatashi. And she immediately knew what she had to do. She picked up the bow and arrow and stepped over to the window and opened it wide. Chai squeaked again. And she turned to him, motioning him to stay silent. Then, turning back to the window, she positioned her bow and arrow and looked directly into the fog dragon. She held this position in complete silence for what seemed like a very long time to Chai. The fog dragon inched closer and closer. And when it seemed he would seep into the library and swallow them all, Bukatashi pulled back her arrow and shot it straight into the fog. For just a moment, it was pure silence. And then, ever so slowly, the fog began to melt away. You didn't, said Chai in a very tiny, very squeaky voice. Bukatashi turned and hugged him. So did you, she said. Just then, a gust of wind blew into the library and turned the page on the giant spellbook lying on the table. Both Bukatashi and Chai hopped up to the table and this time Chai read out the spell. shown what you can do. Now look back to that view. Hold your book high toward the sky. Make your wish and be gone with a swish. Okatashi gave Chai a hug as he squeaked out, thank you. Then she walked to the open window and watched as the fog dragon disappeared into the landscape. Holding up her book of magic, she bent her knees and gave a little swish. And with that, she was gone, just like the fog. Just as the spell promised, Bukatashi landed right back at home in front of her library wall, holding her book of magic. She looked down at it and said, Come with me. We are going to tell Party Pooper all about Bhutan and Chai. But Party Pooper was nowhere to be found. He was at a fortress in Serbia. But that is a tale for another time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really loved this episode because I loved the idea of Bukatashi. I can relate to Bukatashi because I love books so much. There is never a time when I'm not reading a book and using my imagination to create the world that is described in the book. And I hope that 
Scoop Tales does that same thing for you. And now I just want to give a few shout outs and say thank you to all of those who've written me in in the past couple weeks. I want to thank Zalia, Naya, Rorik, Ayana, Lilia, Emma, and Lena for writing and for leaving voicemail messages on the website. I love them all. I listen to them and I answer you. So thank you. And thank you again, Nina, for such a great idea of Bukatashi. Now, if you have a goop idea that you want to share with me, please ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. You can do it through a voice message if you just visit gooptales.com. And on the right side of your screen, you're going to see a green button that reads, leave a 90-second voice message for Maria. And if you send a voice message, you're probably going to get a response from me because I listen to them all and I answer them too. And if we end up choosing yours for a goop story, we might even play your voice on the podcast. If you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story and all of the real-life photos of Bhutan that go with it, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 96. That's nine six. If you're feeling creative and you want to draw a picture of Bukatashi and ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptails. Don't forget to enter the Halloween contest, gooptails.com forward slash Halloween, because I want to meet you on a video call so we can come up with your goop, all your goop ideas, where it's going to go, what it's going to wear, what it's going to carry, and then I'm going to write the story and you are going to get credit for the goop idea. So please go to gooptales.com forward slash Halloween. All entries must be made by September 19th. Okay, I will see you in the next Gooptale.